Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonnell here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. In this week's episode of the podcast, I'm actually going to be doing a Q&A. So I'm out in my area driving around some of my properties. So you're going to get exclusive behind the scene access to a day in the life of Kevin McDonnell. But at the same time, I'm going to be answering your questions that you've asked in the communities on our YouTube channel and help you get started or scale in on your property business. If you want to have your questions answered as well on a future episode of the podcast, then head over to the Progressive Property YouTube channel, like and subscribe to the channel, watch some of the videos, make some comments on them, and I will have your questions answered in a future podcast. Right, let's get in the car and head over to one of my investment properties. So we're heading to a property that we've just completed the refurbishment on. Tenants about to move in in a couple of days, so I just want to do some final checks to see how the snagging is going and um, make sure it's all set for the tenants. So at the moment, we've just obviously doing some refurbs on some projects. The one we're about to see, which we're finishing up, we've just purchased another property that we're gonna be doing a refurbishment on as well. So the team will be moving on to that quite soon. And I'm in the middle of buying a portfolio, which has been going on now for about five months. It's been torture. It's been one of the most painful experiences of my property journey but it is a 1.67 million pound portfolio it's the purchase price it's probably worth about two million quid um, so we've got it below value because we're buying it as a block and yes it's took about five months there's probably been a thousand plus emails and literally a thousand plus emails going between five different sets of solicitors so i've got they were because we're buying a company there's a solicitors for also as the incoming shareholders, a solicitor for the outgoing shareholders, there's a solicitor for independent legal advice, there's a solicitor for the company itself, and then there's a solicitor for the lender. And we're paying four of the five solicitors. So, but it'll be worth it because overall, yes, it's took about five months, yes, it's been painful, but it's 23 properties plus 11 other properties where we've got the freehold of them. So we'll basically be paid ground rent and service charges. So overall, um, it's more than one a week once it's completed. So not bad for the short-term pain for long-term gain. So I've had a look around the property. It looks really, really good. Now I do a lot of these questions and answers. So if you want your questions answered, then just comment below and I'll do another one of these videos to answer yours. But let's start with question one. So Paul Drinkhall is saying, is 52 too old to start a property portfolio and expect a profit? No, Paul, you're 52, right? You've probably got 40 good years left in you. You've got it. According to the UK government's retirement age, you've got 17 odd years as a man to before you hit retirement age. By the way, my exit's death. I'll never retire from what I'm doing. But is 52 too old? You're young, Paul. You got loads of time. This deal here, we've, we're making 400 pound a month cash flow on this property every single month. 
We've, we're going to be taking out on refinance over 25 grand profit as well as 30 grand of equity. There's over 55 grand profit in this one house, Paul. It didn't take us 17 years to do this deal. It just took around 12 plus months, so a decent amount of time, but we've earned double the UK annual salary in one deal and it'll pay us for the rest of our lives. Paul, you're 52, right? If you don't start now, right, when are you gonna start? You could start at 55, you could start at 60, but why not just start now? You're never too old. I bet you once upon a time you said, am I too young? Suddenly you're asking, am I too old? I hear it all the time. People are too young or they're too old. No, you're not. You can start in property in your teens, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, in your 70s. I know people who have retired from their jobs in their 60s and they're building property portfolios, Paul. Get started. You've got loads of time, loads of time. You can become a millionaire, right? You can replace your income within six to 12 months. You can become a millionaire within two to five years. Get started, Paul. Next question about credit score. Currently, I'm struggling. This is Teddy B. Currently, I'm struggling with getting remortgaged to pay bridge loan. I have good credit score, but I'm working through agency not long-term contract and my broker do not have any mortgage offers cause of it. Mm. Um, sell the house. You shouldn't have took out a bridging loan on a property without having exit finance in place. This is where a lot of people get caught out with bridging. Bridging finance will be lent to people You've got to start with the end in mind because they lend it to people based on the value of a house, not based on your ability to refinance out at the end. So if you spoke to a broker at the start, and this is where it comes down to education and understanding the process. If you spoke to a broker at the start of the process, they would have lined up a mortgage product for you on the exit. You can do a bridge to buy to let. Now, if they told you at the start that you wouldn't qualify for a mortgage, then you should have known before you went into the bridge that you wouldn't qualify for a mortgage. You've got to start with the end in mind. So can I get a mortgage at the end? If not, then I need to sell the house. You, you are going to end up having to rebridge. There'll be massive fees or there'll be a repossession procedure and the bridging company will take the property off you. Right, so here's what you need to do. Sell. Right, please don't be emotional, make a financial decision, sell the property, pay back the bridging loan, move on to the next deal and look to build your credit file. Look to create income. Use techniques like rent to rent, like deal packaging, like assisted sales, like lease option agreements. Use techniques that will allow you to build a property portfolio until you qualify for mortgages. Back in 2013, when I got started, I was in massive debt. I had a, my credit file was shot to bits. There was around 200 something in the credit score. It was terrible. It was so bad that even today, I've got a 10 million pound plus portfolio. My credit score is still only 947. It's still not perfect. And the reason it's not perfect is because it was so bad. It's improved massively over the years, but it was so bad in 2013, I couldn't get mortgages either, Paul. Uh, Teddy, sorry. So Teddy, You've got to get out of, you've got to protect yourself. You've got to get off that bridge product. I would get rid of the property and then look for other deals that match your abilities financially. So rent to rents, assisted sales, lease options, deal packaging, these types of strategies to build up cash flow, improve your credit score. 
joint venture with people. So your time for somebody else's money and you can piggyback their credit score to get mortgages. This is what I did at the start of my journey. I've set up limited companies with people with better credit scores than me and we could get mortgages based on their ability to get mortgages. So I hope that makes sense, Teddy, and best of luck with the situation, but you are, if you cannot get a mortgage, I would look to sell the property and restart. Question number three from Rectifier World, we need you, we need to rectify the world, um, is how can I find my first investment property? Right, so there's properties on every town in the country. People are looking in the wrong areas, they're surfing right move, they're going to the places the general public go. Get direct to vendor, do marketing direct to vendor, tell everybody what you know, everybody that you're looking to do property deals in your area and people will start to bring deals to you. Reach out into Facebook groups, social, any different parts of social media, leafleting, direct letter campaigns, all of this stuff works really, really well. Set up a marketing plan. Educate yourself on how to source these deals, how to find these deals, and you will be tripping over property opportunities. We're finding so many property opportunities, it's impossible to do them all. We can cherry pick the very best ones. There's loads of opportunity out there. The problem is most people don't know what they're looking for. It's not that you can't find the deal, it's that you don't actually know what you're looking for a lot of the time. So what types of properties are you looking for? In what streets? What's your plan? Fail to plan and you plan to fail. If you want to find your first property deal and learn how to do deals like this, remember there's a completely free report. It's in the pinned comments and in the descriptions. Go download your copy now. Hi, it's Kevin just interrupting the podcast to let you know that there is a completely free report on buy to let property to help you either start or scale your property investment business. It is available in the descriptions. You can go and download it completely free. It can help you to get started in property, get your first buy to let property, get you moving on your property journey on that road to financial freedom. So go now, download it from the descriptions and enjoy the read. Now let's head back to the show. So what's causing me the biggest headache in my business right now? Probably Harry, my cameraman, um, sticking a camera in my face while I drive. <laughs> and secondly is not knowing where the exit from the car park is because it's not here. Uh, right, so what's causing me the biggest headache in my business right now? Trying to find good people, trying to scale our team up, Trying to find good people is really, really difficult. People don't seem to want to work. Advertising to find people, looking for people, um, not even just with experience, even people without experience will teach them, just can't find the people. So looking for good people would be really, really important on my agenda. Um, in terms of working locally for me, I'm also looking for a social media person. So if you're watching this and you're interested in being um, my social media person, then yeah, comment below and reach out to Progressive Property and maybe you could be the person. So the next property we're going to is on a street that we already own five houses on. So this is the sixth, can't even do six because I'm driving. This is the sixth purchase on um, the same street. We've got a lot of properties on similar nearby streets as well, but really excited about this one because I've um, got it at a decent price again. Not a huge amount of work to do with it, just same typical refurbs, new kitchen, new bathroom, um, but yeah, really nice property, but on a street we know really well, so we already know that this is gonna bring in decent income. We know with the type of tenant we're gonna find for that type of property, 
So yeah, just a, again, a cookie cutter, rinse and repeat what we've already done. But um, yeah, excited by it. Right, so I keep hearing there's gonna be an imminent property crash and people are sitting back waiting for the right time to buy, waiting for the crash. Here's the thing, we're buying property all the time. Professional property investors, they're buying property whether the market's going up, down, or staying the same because they're not trying to buy the perfect house on the perfect street, they're buying value. Amateurs are buying a house, crossing their fingers and hoping that property goes up in value. That's gambling. What we do is we buy property and we add the value or we control the property with things like lease option agreements, creative ways of doing property deals. Now, a lot of people who are sitting waiting for the right time, well, what if the market keeps going up for another two or three years? You can't time the market, so you could miss out on big, big opportunities. And if you are really fearful, if you are seriously worried that you know it's the worst possible time to buy or something, I've been hearing this for 19 years, by the way, worst possible time to buy. 2007, I was that person. I did nothing because I thought worst possible time to buy. I never got started till 2013. House prices, today are way higher than they were in the crash of 2007. I regret not starting, I regret not having the right mindset to build my property business six years earlier than when I actually started. One of the best times in history to buy property was 2009, 10, 11. The next best time is now. There'll always be deals out there no matter what. Focus on buying value. Focus on buying property where you can add value. But you know what, if you are really fearful, if you are really worried, if you're not listening to what I say, and you're thinking I'm still not gonna start, then why don't you do things like deal packaging? Don't do nothing, do deal packaging and make some money by selling deals. Do rent to rent, but you're worried about the interest rates, not your interest rate. You're worried about the values crashing, it's not your value. Do rent to rents, do deal packaging, Take on properties on lease option agreements. So you've got the option to buy, but not the obligation to buy. So you can make money from the property without taking the risk. Or do things like assisted sales, where you can get into the deal and back out of the deal really quickly. So within a few months, or even within a few weeks, and make a lump sum of money from the property without ever buying it. But don't do nothing. Don't sit there waiting for the right time. That, right, me is using up your most valuable asset, your most valuable resource, which is is actually the time. Right, we're outside the next property, so let's go inside, but remember there's a completely free report in the description that can help you get started with your buy to let property journey, that you can get it in the description or in the pinned comments. Go download that now, and I'll see you inside the house. So I've had some problems recently with a, a specific tenant. Um, for anyone who watches my YouTube, uh, sorry, let's do that again. So I've had some problems recently with a specific tenant. For anyone who watches my Facebook page, um, you'll know I did a live feed video out of a house where uh, the girlfriend of one of my tenants, uh, they had a bit of an argument and she came to the house with what I thought was a baseball bat, but actually turns out to have been a golf club and smashed all of the windows on the ground floor. I don't know why I'm laughing about it. So she smashed about eight different windows on the ground floor and the tenant is basically not looking after the property. There's always antisocial behavior. He's now stopped paying the rent after she broke the windows. He decided to not pay the rent because we said to him, listen, you need to try and find a new home. If you can, we'll help you. So he's looking for a new place to go. He's happy to move on. He understands that he's at fault for the windows, but not paying for them, just at fault for bringing her around the house. And um, 
he's he's actually just come to one of our other properties today looking to rent off us in a different house which we're not going to really help him with but the point of this i guess is every sometimes a good tenant can often turn into a bad tenant it can happen but percentage of because people say you know how do you identify a good tenant or a bad tenant well there's no foolproof way there's lots of things you can do you can check that they're making their payments to their previous landlord you can check bank statements you can credit check them you can do all of that sort of stuff but what if they lose their job after they become your tenant or something in their life changes after they become your tenant and that's typically where we end up with a bad tenant this guy lost his job after becoming one of our tenants he um started drinking met the wrong lady and spiraled downhill from there so we'll solve that problem but would it put me off property investing absolutely not why the percentage of bad tenants over good tenants is very very small now if i had one property with one tenant then i'm massively at risk because that one tenant not paying i'd have to pay for them out of earned income and a job but the safety people worry about scaling a property business they try and they tell themselves you should stay small you should keep a few couple of properties only but actually staying small is majorly risky because if something goes wrong you're paying for that out of your job in my property business today because we've scaled it we've got a lot of tenants we're at about two three hundred tenants um, now we've got 218 multi-let tenants and probably about 70 single let tenants so just under the sort of 300 mark in total if one of my tenants if two of my tenants if even five of my tenants didn't pay the rent it's not the end of the world it's a bit annoying but the other tenants are covering the shortfall so the message of this is don't worry about that bad tenants it's part of your journey have plans in place to mitigate it as low as possible it will be very very little however scale your business as quickly as possible because the more tenants you have the safer you are should one of them not pay you so we're in the next property i've had a look around we're going to be doing a refurb on this property converting it from a two bed into a three bed there will be a video coming on this so make sure you like subscribe and hit that notification bell to not miss out on it but back to your questions so OPH 1066 says I'm very much like this guy doing the IT job so maybe really pushing it enough to buy one a year as even after refurb refinance you need it to leave 15k or more in how do you keep moving and not get stuck with er one every 18 months is it just JV or something else as to be honest I would prefer to own them myself with the view that I will reap the real good big rewards in 10 years okay so one deal over 18 months is too slow how do you do this at a higher scale you can use creative techniques you could use lease options you could do exchange with delayed completions you can create lumps of cash that you're going to leave in so you mentioned leaving 15 grand in a deal well i did a video today in the previous property i was in where we're taking around 20 plus grand out of the deal after the refinance not leaving money in now this house we're probably going to leave some money in maybe about 10 grand but the 10 that we're leaving in this deal is only half of the money that we took out of the other one so the money you leave in deals doesn't have to be money from earned income in a job it can be money that you've got out of the 
better project and they average each other out. So some deals we get all of our money out, some deals we get more than all our money out, some deals we leave money in. But the money we live in, the money that's left in, is the money that we've took out of others, not money we've earned in a job. Yes, you can join venture. Yes, you can raise private investor finance. I do a lot of joint ventures, I do a lot of private finance raising, but you gotta have a plan to pay back the private finance. Or you gotta have a joint venture partner who's willing to leave some money in and go for that long-term vision, aligned vision to yours. But there's other creative ways. You can create money by selling the odd house. So buy, refurbish and sell so that you can buy, refurbish and keep. You can do assisted sales. Don't buy, refurbish and sell. You can do deal packaging to create lumps of cash and use that as the money that you leave in. Your plan to build your property business should be how to create money from the houses to be able to hold them long term and not I've got to exchange time for money in a job trying to buy a house every 18 months. You're going to run out of life and you'll never build your business. Think smarter. So Ellie Destiny says, hi, I own one buy to let property via an interest only mortgage, which is fixed for two years. I would like to work on building my portfolio. I have some cash around 20K from my recent remortgage of my residential property, which is how I was able to get the buy to let property. How should I go about getting my next buy to let property? Should this be under another interest only mortgage? Should I now set up a company to buy my next properties under? Please help. So Ellie, I'm not a tax advisor. You should get independent tax advice. However, without giving you tax advice, if you continue to buy in your residential name, you will be affected by what's called section 24 tax. What has happened with section 24 is the government for personal property, per properties purchased within your personal name, investment properties purchased within your personal name, they have removed mortgage interest relief. So for instance, if you're renting a house like this out for 650 quid a month and your mortgage is 200 quid a month, you're not able to offset the cost of the mortgage as a cost. It's seen as profit. It's ridiculous, but it is. If you buy within a limited company, then you can offset that mortgage cost. So going forward, I always purchase my properties within limited companies. I have done since around 2016. Pre-2016, I was buying them in my personal name. So should you buy investment properties in a company or in your personal name, I would say Speak to a tax advisor, but they'll tell you buy them in a company. Now they might say you can buy a couple more in your personal name until you hit the 40% tax bracket. But you're spending money, right, in tax payments that would have been better off in a company. So Ellie, I hope that helps. Get your property within a limited company if possible, but with independent property tax advice. Paul Tweedley says, if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. Interest rates will hit 3% next year and lenders higher. There's a good chance of a recession coming. Paul, are you working for the Bank of England? Interest rates are gonna hit 3% next year. Okay, you can fix mortgages over the next three to five years or 10 years. Paul, you can get five and 10 year fixed rate products for less than two and three years right now. Why? Very simple, long-term trust in the market from the Bank of England, from the UK government. Here's why. 
They're increasing interest rates right now, Paul, to try and slow down inflation. However, by slowing down inflation, by increasing interest rates, they're going to affect the economy and they're going to send us into a recession. What is their plan to get you out of a recession? Drop the interest rates to refuel the economy. It is very clear on five to ten year products that are cheaper for the first time in history probably, cheaper five and ten year products than two and three year fixed rate products that the long term trust in low interest rates is there Paul. Yes, there could be interest rates going up in short term. But 3% interest rates, if you were investing in the 1990s you'd have took 3%. This deal I'm standing in right now, we're going to make 20 grand just on buying it. If the interest rates were 7%, I'd still make money on it. But I'm going to be fixing it on a long-term product for around 3.5%, Paul. And that money, right, that money is going to come in every single month. It doesn't matter what the interest rate is. We fixed it long-term. Interest rates are 3%. If it hits 3%, it's phenomenally low. We just got too used of 0.25 and 0.75s and sub 1%. Back in the real world, we structure all of our deals based on 6%. That's the professional place to be and you're only halfway there with your three. Paul Amateso. By the way, Paul, let me know if I got your name right. English is my second language. Paul Amateso says, your Spanish is pretty terrible. So is my English. Um, but kudos to you for trying. Quite funny. Thanks, Paul. Um, question for you. Currently living in a council flat, would you advise buying it first before starting in property, business, or is it allowed? Thanks, Kev. If you've got the right to buy, Paul, on a council flat, buy it. If you've got the right to buy, just buy it. There's your answer. You're going to buy it cheap. So buy it. John Smith. Are you the John Smith? John says, treat it as day one, Kev, not one day. Kev is one of the best about and a real asset to progressive. Cheers, John. Yes, so John's point out there, just treat it as day one, not one day. Loads of people, I see it all the time, they go, I'm going to get started one day. I'm going to get started sometime. I'm going to get started soon. Why don't you treat it as today? Why don't you get started now? So Tony Aziz says, how do you buy under market value? I once tried to do this and the seller's solicitor stopped the sale and told the seller the property was worth more and not to proceed. Okay, I've never heard of that happening, Tony. It can happen. I've clearly heard of it now. If it did, the likelihood of that happening every single time is slim to none. Most solicitors don't understand what the value of the property would be worth, number one. Number two is most solicitors aren't that interested it's very likely that the seller's solicitor was a family friend, or I wouldn't be surprised if you researched it, the seller's solicitor was a property investor, and what they did was they advised the seller that it was an under market sale, and they offered them more money. You might have been outbid by their solicitor. Check it out, Tony. I would be surprised if it wasn't, some relation or somebody that that solicitor knew that ended up buying that house. But Tony, will that ever always happen? Absolutely not. It can happen, obviously, but it won't happen all the time. Go after those deals. By the way, I've lost more deals than I've ever got. We've been outbid, out-negotiated on many different deals. But the ones we get still make us money. 
Focus on what you can do. Focus on the ones that you can get. You can't change what's done. You can't change the past, but you certainly can keep showing up. You can keep showing up. You can keep offering and you can keep moving forward, but you can't change what's done. If you're looking to get to a thousand pound a month passive income, the quickest and easiest way to get there is rent to rent. Just take on another landlord's property on a guaranteed rent and then rent that property out um, either as a house in multiple occupation or a serviced accommodation and you could make minimum 500 quid a month from the house two properties you don't even own them you're on a thousand pound a month or you could get one property in a higher cash flowing area and you're going to make a thousand pound a month from that property and by the way if you want to get to 15 grand a month all you got to do is replicate the same thing 15 times if I didn't have my property business, what else would I do? Well, I didn't have it until I was 30 <coughs> years old. So um, I worked as a quality manager in a, in a corporate job for 10 plus years. I'd probably still be doing that. However, if I was going to go into any other business apart from property, it'd definitely be pharmaceutical. A lot of money in that, I hear. So that's a lot of questions answered from people in the communities. If you would like your questions answered, remember head over to the Progressive Property YouTube channel, make sure you like and subscribe it, watch a few of the videos and just comment on any questions that you would like answered and I'll do a future podcast episode, maybe your question will be covered. Also make sure you join the Progressive Property community on Facebook, there's over 40,000 active property investors in there now, helping and support each other on their property journey. So head over to Facebook, join the Progressive Property Facebook community and I'll see you there as well. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been amazing. See you next time.